0: You're listening to The Way Home with Daniel Darling, a proud member of the Denim Audio Network.
1: This episode of The Way Home Podcast is brought to you by the good folks at the Christian Standard Bible. I just want to say a word real quick about the CSB translation. I've been using it in my preaching, in my writing, and in my personal devotions for the last couple of years. I really like their uh, balance of good scholarship and faithful translation work, also with readability. I want to make you aware of a special new commentary series called the Christian Standard Commentary. This is a set of commentaries that focuses on the theological and exegetical concerns of Each biblical book, while paying careful attention to balancing rigorous scholarship and practical application, I am always on the hunt for a good set of commentaries to help me with my preaching and with my writings, particularly when I'm writing things like the characters of Christmas or the characters of Easter or other things, to really help me illuminate the passage in scripture that I'm studying. This series really helps you understand each biblical book's theology, its place in the broader narrative of scripture, which I think is very important, and its importance for the church today, drawing on the wisdom and skills of dozens of evangelical authors. Uh, It's really a tool for enhancing and supporting the life of the church. If you go to Lifeway.com during the month of April, you can get the Christian Standard Commentary Series for 30% off, which is a really incredible deal. So go to Lifeway.com and get the Christian Standard Commentary Series. I highly recommend it. And we want to thank them for sponsoring this episode of The Way Home Podcast. Hello, welcome my friends. I'm so glad you joined us today on the Way Home podcast. It's a delight to come to you every week with these conversations that I hope strengthen your spiritual walk, build and feed our curiosity for the good and the true and the beautiful, and maybe we learn a few things along the way. Today on the show, I'm delighted to have a great Bible teacher by the name of Melissa Fuller. Melissa, is the content director for Love God Greatly. It's an international women's ministry aimed at equipping women around the world with Bible study resources. They have a fantastic ministry, just really getting good, solid Bible teaching to places around the world that are not as blessed as we are here in the West with such a flood of resources at our fingertips. Uh, Melissa has just an infectious love for God's word and helping women fall in love with scripture and fall in love with jesus she has a thm from dallas theological seminary uh, she's the general editor of several uh, study bibles the net love god greatly bible with the, which is the net translation she's the managing editor of the csb she reads truth bible and the csb encouraged devotional bible melissa is a delight to talk to we talk about women in ministry about teaching women about theological education about studying the bible here in the 21st century i think you'll enjoy this conversation with melissa fuller Well, I'm glad to have uh, on the Way Home podcast uh, Melissa Fuller. Melissa, thanks for joining me today.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it's it's great for you to be here, and uh, we're we're here to talk about uh, this Love God Greatly study Bible helpful resource. But I want to talk first about just the ministry, Love God Greatly uh, women's ministry, and maybe how you got involved with this ministry.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I got involved. Um, Kind of a funny story. I uh, had been on staff uh, at Lifeway as the women's uh, Bible and reference Mm -hmm. book editor. And then left to go to seminary full-time at Dallas Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the course of looking for an internship uh, with DTS, I uh, was just kind of looking at uh, DTS has this student job board. And so I was looking on there and um, saw one for a writer uh, with a women's ministry. And so I checked it out and said, you know, this, this looks great. This, you know, they publish Bible studies and have a global you know, reaching their ministry. And I, at that point had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and just kind of the scope of the ministry at that point, but um, emailed and called uh, Angela, who's the founder and director and sent her my resume on my resume um, through my work at Lifeway had worked on a couple other Bibles. I'd worked on the She Reads Truth Bible and the Encourage devotional. Um, and so she called me right back and said, Hey, let's, you know, let's have a meeting, let's get together. And um, as soon as we met, she said, great. I love God greatly Bible. I, you know, I want you to come and, and manage that project. And so within, you know, an hour I had, you know, signed on to, you know, help create this, this whole study Bible. And it was just the way that the Lord had taken, um, things, you know, that he had, uh, given me in my career before and just experiences and just connected them, um, with a ministry that was growing. And it was just, the timing was really neat. And I was also in a place being in seminary of needing some work and needing, you know, a job. Cause so that was just really neat. But in that or through that, uh, just got to know uh, the ministry of love God greatly. Um, and kind of what we do is we create Bible studies for women of translators who translate all of our studies into uh, languages and give them to women for free around the world. Um, right now, I think we're up to 34 different languages uh, that we have our studies translated into. So there's there's quite a reach uh, as, you know we have, all over the world who are using our studies, um, and taking our studies into, uh, countries that you would not expect to find Bible studies in, um, which is, is really just incredible and blows my mind every day just to see the way that God is really just using, um, this ministry to get the gospel into unreached places.
1: That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, admittedly had not really heard of um Love God Greatly until I got the study bible and yeah. then kind of did some look and it's it's a really a great ministry uh of both bible studies for women here but also to try to equip women around the world right
0: yes absolutely absolutely
1: yeah explain a little bit your global ministry kind of what what you do is there it seems like there's translation work too that Love God Greatly is doing? Uh, Maybe explain a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. So we have about seven, seven, six or seven Bible studies. The studies really consist of a reading plan, some short Devotions, uh, and then we use the SOAP Bible study method, uh, which is the an acronym for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. From you know a DTS background, where uh, inductive Bible study is pounded into your head, and so there's that's kind of a inductive light, if you will. Um, yeah. And so, in the producing these Bible studies, we're also trying to help train women to read and study Scripture on their own. And then we have women who have the, all of our translators are volunteers. So they have volunteered their free time to take Mm -hmm. these studies that we, um, have created and translate them into their native languages. Um, and then they have, you know, we have, um, small groups all over the world that mostly meet through the internet, um, through Facebook groups and different things. And so our studies are translated. Um, the devotions that we write are pretty, um, they're really close to the text. And so there's not a lot of contextualization that has to happen for the translators. They're just kind of helping explain passages of scripture, but yeah, we're they're They're translating these studies. We have a couple, uh, well one right now that's already been translating, but, um, a language that doesn't even have an old Testament Wow. um, in Bible translated into that language. They just have a new Testament. So they're only translating, you know, our new Testament studies. Um, but it's, it's so neat. Um, the way that God has allowed, like given us this reach into these places, um, and in the study journals, um, and the PDFs that, uh, are available online, the Bible text is included in the journal and in the, are still able to do the study because the scripture is there on the page. Um, So our goal is to just break down all these barriers that kind of exist around why women around the world aren't able to know and study and understand God's word. And some of that is a language barrier, some of that's financial barriers, and some of that's just not having access to scripture. And so our heart and our goal and our aim is just to break down all of those barriers as best we can.
1: Mm, That's really good. And um, I noticed that the the translation uses the NET Bible, which is which is a great translation. It's interesting. I have you know I've been doing teaching and preaching Bible study for a long time, and uh, I re- remember early on when the NET Bible was a thing, and you know first came out, and have have always kind of used that as a reference translation as well. So it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, unique approach to translation too, right?
0: Yes, yes. I am a huge fan of the NET Bible. The one, the study notes that are available is so helpful because you can see and understand why the translators made those choices. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially after going through a seminary program and having to do textual criticism in classes and (laughs) being very overwhelmed by those classes, honestly, Um, it's helpful to... To just kind of know that side, and then when you look at a translation, to go, oh, okay, I get why you picked this word instead of just the first word that's available in the lexicon. Like you actually made a decision around why you translated this this way. And the other thing we love about the NET and and one of the reasons we're so thankful to partner with them um, is because their kind of mission and hope for the translation really matches our heart at Love God Greatly. Um, they are working on translating the English NET, so not necessarily from the Greek and Hebrew, but the English NET into, I think it's like 45 different languages, Mm. Um, you know, and having the the NET available online for free with all of the notes and, um, you know, just really their heart is to make God's word accessible to the masses. And so we're, we we just love that partnership with them. And it really, um, you know, connects with our heart as well.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love the approach to it. And I've, I've always kind of used it as a, as a reference as well. And so I'm yeah. grateful f- for the work that you're doing. And i just love the global scope of what you're doing of helping to bring, you know, the scriptures and bring equipping to women around the, around the world. And, uh, it's, it's really, in some ways, it seems like a, a rich time right now for women's Bible studies Mm -hmm. and women's uh, theological training. I don't, I don't know if you feel that way, but I I just kind of sense that with the work that you're doing with places like he, uh, she reads truth and then so many other great ministries that are just really helping to equip women. Do you think that's just because it seems women today are very, very hungry for theological content, and and for Bible study content in a way that's rich and uh, faithful to the texts and all that is that kind of what you're finding?
0: Yes, absolutely. I couldn't really put my finger on why, but there is just this growing hunger for rich theology in women's uh, Bible study and in you know women's ministries and things. I you know nothing against anything that's been done in the past, but I think for a long time. There may have been this kind of stigma with women's ministry of, oh, let's just talk about the passages that talk about God's love or grace. And while those things are important and huge and you know foundational to our faith, um, there is this hunger for, okay, I want to know like why you're teaching me this in Bible study and why why the word says this and how these passages connect and. Um, I have, you know, friends that have considered seminary and I'm always like do it. If you are thinking totally. about it a tiny yes. bit, do it. Because one we just need more women who are theologically trained. Like if we're going to, you know, still have separate men's and women's Bible studies, we need women leading these Bible studies for other women who know what they're saying, you know, and a lot of times women are and th- this is not a bad thing, but are um, in positions of leadership because of their life stage um, and the length of time they have spent, you know, as a believer walking with the Lord. And that is excellent, but there is this growing desire for women to know theology and know like, Oh, I understand what this theologian meant here. And I understand why this verse is so important because of all these theological concepts that it, it supports and, um clarifies and you know also like wanting to be able to read, read things that are out there in the marketplace um, and come to them with a critical ear and a critical eye and say, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know that my theology based on what I have learned and studied for myself really supports this. And being able to just kind of uh test things against God's word and and on our own, but like learning how to do that. Um, in a, just in a really clear way. And I think that there's just, just such a need for that. So I always encourage, um, you know, my friends to go to seminary and even just to get a, a 30 credit degree or something, because we just need not, and not just women, we need more men and women in the church who are trained theologically, because that builds up the entire body of Christ.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. And I say the same thing to men and women, but to a lot of women that I have conversations with about, should I go to seminary? Should I do it? And I'm always just like, yes, you can do it. And there's a lot of great options right now where you can do things online. You can do things kind of in a hybrid format. You know, I I went back to seminary at the age of like 35, you know, and I'm pastoring and I'm, I have four kids and a full time, you know, big responsibilities and it can be done. It's not um, easy, but it can be done and it's, and it's so rewarding. Uh, Yes. Yeah. uh, It's funny. You mentioned something about taking language classes in seminary and it it made me think, you know, taking Greek made me actually use Greek less in the pulpit and in my (laughs) writing because it made me realize how hard it is to translate. Right. You know, and it's always it's like me, a um, one year Greek student. I don't know more than the ESV translators (laughs) and the net translators yes. and esp translators. So I'm just going to trust that like they're smarter they than the, me.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness.
1: You know, I use it way less, you know. I
0: have had similar experiences in things that I have written and oh maybe I'll just maybe I'll just explain this yeah. in English and not even go yeah. explain what Hebrew and Greek yeah. says. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So let's talk about this uh Love God Greatly Bible yeah. and the study Bible. Um and obviously there's a lot of really good study Bible resources. On the market, what do you feel like sets this Bible apart and has really become a a helpful tool for women who are studying the Bible?
0: Yeah, um, that's a great question. And honestly, I feel like I get asked this a lot of why, you know, what's another Bible out here? Mm -hmm. Because there are so many. And I say that,
1: by the way, I say that, by the way, as a um, shameless collector of study Bibles. Oh,
0: same. Yes. You can't have
1: too many study (laughs) Bibles. I have all the study Bibles
0: Oh, whenever I'm doing writing
1: and research, those are some of my go-to things because just, just as a side tangent, but study Bibles are sometimes an untapped resource when you're trying to do research and you're trying to to do some writing. There's some great stuff in there. Uh, Anyways.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I do the same thing. I lay out all my Bibles and then I have a couple of commentaries, but it's mostly Bibles that I use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but specifically the love guide greatly Bible, I think what sets it apart, um, is the global aspects of it, um, mm-hmm. and just the global focus, um, that's in the Bible. So we have included testimonies from women all over the mm-hmm. world. We have, I think 45 different countries represented, uh, from over 60 or 66 women. There's one for each book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, We have stories of women of how they came to faith or miraculous things that God did in their life or a way that God brought them community when they were feeling really isolated and alone, um, things we can all identify and connect with. Um, but just seeing how doing this all over the world, God's doing things in France and Australia and Myanmar and India that he has been doing, um, you know, in the United States that we have experienced, you know, in our, in our own lives or the lives of our friends and family, but he's the same God all over the world. He's working the same way all over the world, but also he's doing different things because there are different needs. And so, you know, there's stories of women who um, have endured in insane amounts of persecution. Um, you know, one of our, our writers um, shares a story of how um, you know i can't remember who exactly it was but um some people came and raided her house when she was a young girl cuz her father was a pastor and you know just like took everything from them and they were on the run and just seeing the, the way that god redeemed that situation and god you know still met her in her insane needs that we don't experience in the united states um you know we're not in that kind of physical persecution um and, but just seeing the way that God is still faithful in all these different circumstances. Um, and then we've also included just, just short little ways that we can be praying for these women around the world in these different countries and these different needs. Um, and so that global focus, um, and you know, my experience with love God greatly and also with, um, helping build this Bible, um, that global kind of focus has really changed my faith personally of just remembering and seeing how God is not the God of Christian America. He's the God of the universe and Mm. he is so much bigger. And so, um, you know, he's, he's working in, in the lives of everyone around the world and the church is so much bigger than just our local church and you know there are christians and we have brothers and sisters around the world that are you know striving and hoping for the same things that we are um it it has just exploded my faith in ways i did not expect uh to just kind of remember and focus on those things um and just the global aspect of of what god's doing in the the church
1: Well, before we get back to our conversation, I just want to let you know about a great new podcast full of Christian testimonies called Compelled. Uh, These kind and creative folks were so generous to sponsor this episode of The Way Home. And I want to tell you about this new project. Uh, They find Christians who share really unique stories about how God is working in their lives. I don't know about you, but one of the features of Uh, growing up in church that I so much loved and I really honestly think needs to come back in church life are testimonies and uh, you'll want to listen to their latest uh, episode it's a great episode with Brian Birdwell who is an army officer uh, and was stationed at the Pentagon on the morning of 9-11 when a jetliner crashed just yards away and instantly engulfed him and his colleagues in flames, forcing him to really reckon with eternity and with God's sovereignty. When you listen to the podcast, you really are transported back to those days on on 9-11 when uh, the Pentagon was struck, when the Twin Towers were struck. Uh, And you can kind of feel what uh, Officer Birdwell is feeling as he contemplates death and commits his life into the hands of his savior, Jesus Christ, a powerful and compelling story. You can listen to this and many more like it by searching for Compelled on your favorite podcast app or by visiting compelledpodcast.com. We want to thank them for sponsoring this episode of The Way Home. We often take for granted the theological riches we have as american christians yes. so many that we don't yes. even know they all exist right yep. like
0: yep.
1: uh we we're just talking about all of our study bibles and and commentaries on the wall behind me and online resources just just so many things and we we forget i think that a lot of christians around the world would love to just have like one or two of these things and the idea yeah. that you guys can bring some of this to the developing world is Christians in the developing world is really, really great. Let's talk about a little bit about um, kind of uh, writing Bible studies and teaching the Bible and some of the things that you have learned and some of the things you encourage uh, other women to do while they're, you know, to to teach the word. I mean, what are for for women who want to teach, whether it's in their local church, whether it's they want to write, want to do an online group, what are some things that you encourage women to do to get started? doing what they feel God might be calling them to do in this way?
0: Um, That is a great question. Um, I, so I kind of have two different answers, one for writing, one for teaching. Yeah. For writing, it is just to start writing Um, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, whether it's blog posts or encouraging notes to your friends or your small group. um, It's just to start writing and to get in that practice of, of writing, writing, is a discipline, you know, writing is a skill that, you know, there's aspects of it that definitely are, are, you know, innate talent. Um, but there's so much of writing that's just learned. And so, you know, if, if you're wanting to write devotions, write Bible studies, um, you know, teach through writing, just start writing, just pick up a pen, pick up a keyboard and just start writing because the more you do it, the better you get, the more you, Learn what your voice is, the more you pick up just little things of how you want to explain something or what sounds good, what doesn't. And also reading, reading a lot, reading a lot of different authors, different voices, different styles. Um, I think that just helps grow your writing skill. In terms of teaching, I think um, just really getting involved in a local church and not being afraid to say, Hey, I think I might have some gifting or at least a desire to teach God's word. Um, and connecting with, you know, your local church leadership, whether it's the women's ministry director or campus pastor, and just expressing that and seeing where is a good place that you can start teaching God's word. And that might be with a high school, you know, a small group of high school girls or middle school girls and you know you're not necessarily up in front of 200 people right away but you are, you know, walking um daily with a group of a group of young girls and helping them learn and understand scripture as you are too and um just recognizing that you may not have more knowledge or wisdom or insight than someone else that you're teaching but just that um you're trying to help communicate the truth of God's word the best way you can, um, and so, yeah, I think I think that 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 takes a lot of practice as well. Um, I someone once said, "You don't find your speaking voice until you've taught at least five hundred times," and I was like, "That's a lot." Like if you're if you're preaching every Sunday that's at least 10 years. I mean, that takes a lot, like a lot. Um, 500
1: times mercy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. I'm like, Oh, well, will we ever get to that? Um, So, you know, it just, it's one of those things that, and I think just relying on the Lord and his leading and his timing and knowing that um, it's not about us. It's not about a platform or followers or people who know our name. It's about, teaching God's word, um, preaching truth and making him known.
1: Yeah. That's such a great point. Um, and you know, I've heard folks like Jen Wilkin or Jenny Allen say, you know, you may have dreams of, of having a kind of, a um, big ministry and God may give it to you, but, you know, grab some people in your church or a small group that you can lead and that you could teach, um, you know, right now. And you could, teach the Bible right now in this moment and see what God will do with a small group. And it's interesting too. I think we always think about big um, and sometimes God does do that, right? Like you write a book that pe- everybody reads or you have this kind of teaching ministry that has a lot of people. But when you look at the scriptures, Jesus, he did speak to the multitudes, but he he took a lot of like smaller groups of people and that can be very fruitful and rewarding to go through with a group of people for a uh, through the scriptures. I mean, that could be very fun and rewarding. And there's always opportunities to kind of do that. It seems like.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate this wonderful ministry called love God greatly. And for your work, uh, Melissa, and I want to encourage folks to get this Bible, the love God greatly, uh, study Bible. It's with the NET translation, which is a great, uh, translation. We'll have a link, uh, there in the show notes so people can get access to it. I want folks to check out, this ministry to you, have some really great resources, uh, Bible studies and study guides and some really cool stuff that not only will help, you know, people who are purchasing those, but every time they do that, it, it also helps somebody, um, overseas, which is really, really pretty cool. So,
0: yeah, thank you. We, yeah, we obviously, you know, any support is, is a huge appreciation, um, or we appreciate any support. Um, but yeah, knowing that, any journal purchases and, you know, Bible purchases are all going to right back into the ministry of getting God's word to the nations and helping um, support and train our translators and our team. And so, yeah, we are, yeah. Very grateful.
1: And I really want to commend to this uh, soap method of, of studying the Bible that you can find on, on their website, which is uh, scripture observation application and prayer, which is just a great, way for people as they're going through the bible to remember so i want to commend all that we'll have links to that but thank you melissa for joining me today on the way home and uh, yeah
0: thank you for having me
1: for your ministry
0: thank you for having me it's been great
1: thank you for listening to this edition of the way home podcast with daniel darling For more information, you can visit danieldarling.com. If you do like this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. We also encourage you to rate and review so others can know about the podcast. You can follow me at at Dan Darling on Twitter or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Daniel M. Darling. I also want to encourage you again to check out my latest book, Away With Words. And you can visit awaywithwordsbook.com. Thank you for listening again to The Way Home Podcast. This is a production of the National Religious Broadcasters.